Bretto, after eight years of wellness summits, the 2021 Wellness Summit on Saturday, June 26th will be our last one. Last ever Wellness Summit. And this is not like the last, last ever Wellness Summit. This one actually will be the last ever Wellness Summit, Marcus Pierce. <laughs> not a John Farnham last ever. <laughs> not a John Farnham. This is it. This is going to be it. It's going to be massive. It is the last one after eight years, after nine summits. It's going to be a big deal. It's going to be a great opportunity to say farewell, to say thanks, to celebrate what has been an amazing wellness summit. But I think more importantly, a great time and a great opportunity to deliver some wonderful health and wellness content to the world at a time when I think they absolutely need it most. Saturday, June 26th, purely digital event. There are no borders. Wherever you are in the world, you can join your favorite wellness couch presenters, Kim Morrison, Brett Hill, Jason Witten, Bridget Wood from Nourishing the Mother, Paul Thompson, Andrea Huddleston from Wellness Women Radio, Joe Witten, Cindy O'Meara, the entire Wellness Couch team. We cannot wait to join and, you. And Marcus Pierce. Marcus, Marcus Pierce, Pierce, that guy, that guy. June 26th, it's all day Saturday. It's one big wellness fest, 97 bucks. brought to you by Positive Mentor. Tickets and details at thewellnesssummit.com. I'm taking a break from the recipe testing and sitting on the front veranda with my cuppa and Howard. This is Howard. Isaac bought him for my birthday. <laughs> and I wondered if you guys had any questions for me because I really should do a Q&A video for the newsletter on Monday. Got any questions? Okay, hard question first up. When's the cookbook coming out? There's not a definite date yet. Um, I'm finding it hard to fit everything in at the moment and I'm still working away on the little bits and pieces. So when you see me working away on testing and editing, it's because I have to check each variation for each recipe and sometimes I have to go back and check it again because I think, oh, wait, did I measure that properly or I haven't got that one measured in cups and I need it both grams and cups and um, or I just think of a better way to do it and so I go back and work on it some more. But I'm getting there and I think within the next couple of weeks it will all be with the designer. He's got about three quarters of it at the moment we're nearly finished with the design and then after the design work's done it gets checked by the editor and proofreader and then it goes oh sorry it goes to the indexer and then um, we proofread it again and then it will go off to the printer so another few months yet but just stay tuned it is happening just slowly <laughs> life gets in the way but that's just life just a reminder, you can still buy my ebook with 12 recipes from my upcoming cookbook for $10. And when the cookbook is released, you'll receive a $10 discount for the cookbook. So win-win. Um, the ebook's called A Taster and it has 12 delicious gut-friendly recipes from Simple Healing Food. Next question. Any chance a sneaky recipe share of that mouth-watering chocolate cake from my new cookbook? Well, I'm sorry, but I have to save some surprises for the new book. Thanks, Fred. Fred thought that was funny. 
For those of you who don't know, Fred is my cockatiel. And um, I had the question, how is it possible that your cat doesn't try to eat your bird? They all look so happy together because <laughs> you'll often see them sitting together in photos. Um, I think our cat Shadow just doesn't know that Fred is a bird. He thinks he's just family and he doesn't dare touch him. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty cute. But don't worry, we don't leave them unsupervised on their own. <laughs> What are all the things you can do with meat stocks once they're cooked? Uh, I use meat stock in soups, stews, hot pots, casseroles. I use it in veggie mash, uh, gravy to make gravy from, stir fries in my bolognese sauce, in meat pie filling, in curries. I poach eggs in stock and just generally um, any cooking um, that's savoury where you want to swap the water for stock you can um, and you can even add stock sneakily to smoothies and jellies if you use um, an unsalted chicken stock that's very mild um, you can mix it in with the fruit juice and no one will ever know how many hours a day do you cook Ooh, is this a trick question? Um, it's really different every day. It depends what I'm working on. If I'm busy with writing and I've got meals prepped, I might only cook an hour or something for a, for a, in a day. Um, but on bulk prep days or video workshop days, it might be five hours. Um, and when I'm cooking at retreats, it could be 14 hours. <laughs> so yeah, it does really depend, but probably on average of only about two hours a day. And I say only because this is my job. So obviously um, I cook a lot, but including tidy up, probably about two hours a day average if I'm not doing a workshop. Is Life-Changing Foods a GAPS diet cookbook? Not exactly. It's a whole food gluten-free cookbook, but most of the recipes are GAPS friendly because it's also a paleo cookbook. And um, I had recently done the GAPS diet when we wrote the cookbook. So most of my recipes, well, all of my recipes are GAPS recipes. And most of Fouad's are either GAPS or have a GAPS variation. So there's over a hundred GAPS recipes in the cookbook. Will you be doing another Hope for Health retreat? I really hope so. I'm not sure what's happening with the Hope for Health retreats, which are um, Indigenous health retreats, but I'm hoping that they have some more of them because I would really love to help out. Um, if not, I'll go up for a visit to Elko Island sometime, hopefully this year. Um, I really love working with the Indigenous people up there. I'm wanting to get onto healing my toddler's gut. Help, very fussy eater. Okay, um, my first recommendation would be to join Elise and I for the gut health formula. Um, this is a really gentle way to begin healing the gut and it's very family friendly um, and it's not gigantic big changes all at once. It's adding in healing foods little by little to your current diet. So it's not going to freak kids out and it's going to help them to slowly change their diet. And as they heal, they will become less fussy. If you can't do the program, um, you you can email me at help at quirkycooking.com.au as I've got a document that I can send you with just some really simple steps to get started on gut health. And then when you have the time or the resources, maybe you can do the program to get that more um, in-depth support. I'll just give you a, um, I'll just read out a review from one mother who did the program with the difference it made for her toddler. 
My two-year-old is not whinging all day. He is eating twice the amount that he's been for each meal. Plus, he is just happy and enjoying himself anytime, anywhere. Dramatic changes. I forgot to add, he's not difficult or against the grain at all. Cuddling a lot more, not so fragile. I'm totally stoked with such a dramatic flip of the coin. My husband works away and every time he would ring, our little fella would not talk to him. He would always be temperamental and crying, which was quite sad. He was sad and miserable and seemed lost, I suppose. My husband has come home this week and has said, what's happened to him? He's been such a pleasure. My husband is astonished and so am I. Thank you, ladies. And that review was from Wendy. So, yes, it makes a gigantic difference when you heal their gut. They will definitely be less fussy and happier. What brand of almond meal or almond flour do you normally buy? Well, first of all, let me just explain the difference between the two. There's actually um, a bit of confusion about this. In America, almond flour is the white blanched almond meal. We just call it almond meal. Um, And their almond meal has the skin still in, so it's the more wholemeal looking meal, whereas we call that one natural almond meal or sometimes whole almond meal. So blanched almond meal and almond flour are the one you're looking for if you want a really light result. And the whole almond meal or the natural almond meal is the one with the skins in it. I prefer to use the blanched um, because the skins are really high in phytates and so it makes it harder to digest. Um, If you're not fermenting or activating your almonds and then grinding them up to make meal, then it's better to use blanched almond meal. And I usually buy that in bulk from the Source Bulk Foods or you can get it from Honest to Goodness or from lots of health food shops have it in bulk. That's the cheapest way to buy it. And the one that I buy is Australian and um, it's pesticide free and non-genetically modified. So you can get that from any good health food store should have that. Um, But the Source Bulk Foods is easy and you can get it from them online or in store. This next question is a bit of a tricky one. How much almond meal is too much in our diet? That's going to depend on a lot of different factors. Um, Your gut health, your health goals, like are you trying to gain weight or lose weight, Um, whether you've got access to good quality almond meal like the pesticide-free almond meal, um, whether it's activated or fermented or blanched or raw. So, you know, the recommendation is different for different diets. Um, On a keto, paleo, GAPS-style diet, the recommendation is a small handful of activated or fermented nuts per day. So that's not a lot of almond meal. That's just a very small amount of baking. Um, If you're working on transitioning from the standard Australian diet and you're trying to get off all the wheat and the starchy foods, you may have more almond meal in your diet for a while because you're transitioning and that's okay. You just do the best you can. And, um, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, you may not have very much almond meal at all because it does have carbohydrates and it will, like if you have a lot of baking, even if it's almond meal, it will cause weight gain. Um, Just be aware that Almonds can be grown with a lot of pesticides, so you're best off getting pesticide-free or organic almonds or almond meal um, because you don't want all those pesticides and also the pesticides kill the bees and that's one of the problems with um, commercially grown 
almond meal, uh, sorry, <laughs> commercially grown almonds, not almond meal, um, is the amount of pesticides they use. So yeah, look for organic or pesticide free and that's your best option. Will the nacho cheese recipe be coming in your next cookbook? The nacho cheese, I promised to get that video up, didn't I? Okay, I'm going to sit here and make the nacho cheese video for you. I've got it on my phone, I just have to edit it. <laughs> it's not gonna be in my new cookbook. It was a bit of a slapdash, uh, a slapdash one from my blog from years ago that I was playing with one day, but I will go and edit that for you right now. Okay, here you go. All right, I need a dairy free cheese sauce. This is a really old recipe from my website that I'm just gonna change into. So that's 80 grams of raw cashews. Is 30 grams of hemp seeds. Half a tablespoon of tapioca. We'll just blend that up. Adding red capsicum. Savory yeast flakes. It's kind of almost three tablespoons, not quite. Okay, lemon juice, about, let's see. 40 grams, some onion flakes, about a teaspoon, about a teaspoon of salt, and add a bit of garlic as well, and some ground cumin, just a pinch-ish, <laughs> pinch of turmeric, pinch of oregano, Okay, so now we'll just add water, 650 mils. All right, that's all blended up, so I'm just gonna cook this for seven minutes. 90 degrees, speed four. Now to make this um, without a thermix, just basically do what I did before blending it all and then pop it into a saucepan and whisk it while you heat it until it thickens. Okay, it's done, but I feel like it needs a teaspoon of honey, or a bit less than that. That's probably about half a teaspoon of honey. And I'm going to add some homemade pickled jalapenos. My sister did these. All right, now I'll taste that. Okay. Okay, let's make it. Don't do this in a saucepan. If you're using a saucepan, just um, mix it into a little bit of cashew milk or water before you add it. But in a thermomix, it just blends in. So I'll just give that another two minutes. If you add any kind of corn flour or tapioca starch, you need to give it another two minutes to get rid of that floury taste. once it bakes that'll kind of set there you go you can drizzle that sauce over pizza and it will set like melted cheese when you bake it or you can use it as a dip or you can drizzle it over nachos and serve it with guacamole and all the yummy toppings so i hope you really enjoy that um, and thanks for listening if you have any questions you'd like for me to answer feel free to send them to help at quirkycooking.com.au have a great week
This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.